You're listening to Social Media Unlocked, episode number 12. Now you work with MLB, you are inside the Yankees, the Mets um, locker room. You know, you have these big brands that you're working with. How important is it to be partnering up with these big names like the NBA? Well, each one of those that you named individually is a giant blessing, um, and it's not necessarily that easy. It's time we had an honest conversation about social media. This is Heather Pink, your host of Social Media Unlocked. After spending years producing TV and running social media for the NFL, I started my own social media consulting agency. And well, I want to talk and teach more about social media. Through each podcast, I hope to bring you a new perspective on social media through influencers, brands, content creators, and more. So that way it can help you with your personal brand, your brand's content, collaborations, and well, just being more knowledgeable about social media. There's almost an infinite number of ways to market a product. But what about a fashion line comprising of multiple different products that are supposed to define new trends? The age of social media has accelerated fashion in one sense, but also has made it harder to stand out in another. Social media, even though it is a crowded place, has also given people an outlet to find new fashion items and trends and even purchase them from all reaches across the globe. With the opportunities endless, it has forced some companies to downsize or totally re-strategize the balancing act of having an online presence versus a physical presence. This episode, I'm super excited to share an interview with Jace Lipstein, the founder of men's fashion company based out of New York City, Grungy Gentleman. This week, Grungy Gentleman will be hosting their annual fashion show to show off Jace's latest designs for this year's line. But he tells me that Instagram gave him a few ideas on how to step up his social media game with respect to Grungy Gentleman's biggest event of the year. So I pose the question, how does someone make a successful fashion business and balance their marketing presence? Here's Jace Lipstein of Grungy Gentleman. One of the most up-and-coming fashion designers. I mean, is it up-and-coming? I mean, you're really established. You're, what, five years in, six years in to Grungy Gentleman? Uh, from the design perspective, yes, but I don't know about all that. Thank you, though. Jay Slipstein, he is uh, one of my favorite brands. I mean, I don't get to personally wear a lot of it outside of maybe the hats, even though I'm not a New Yorker. He's here from Grungy Gentleman. Jace, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. And we have some good news for you because we are offering extra small and men's, which actually works for a lot of women. Uh, generally, what I tell them to do is I uh, just like in some instances, the T-shirts, you don't even really need to. But um, like on long sleeve stuff, just like uh, tailor the length of sleeves. Uh, good tailor, you know, actually could probably do it for like 10 bucks, eight bucks. So like, um, you know. And it'll fit perfect. So that that is super exciting news. It's about time, you know. I know, I know how it is. Um, so, for those of you that don't know, Grungy Gentleman, um, Jace, I want you to tell me a little bit about how it came about and sort of what it stands for. Sure. Uh, well, uh, it started off as a media company first, uh, and then we transitioned to a design company. Um, I generally for actually both um i just saw a void in like uh the masculine uh men's market as far as um style bleeding in with sports music entertainment and art um those were the main i guess industries i was focusing on initially because they were my interests um automobiles and actually planes and stuff like that as well i could add in there um and so i guess travel but yeah, um, and I just saw a real, um, I guess it wasn't being covered the way 
that maybe I wanted to see it covered, um, especially when I was starting off as a media company. Um, sort of the only time you would ever see an athlete on uh, television doing anything with style, uh, mainly was actually the NBA. Um, for when it used to be NBA on NBC, I guess I'm showing my age right now. Um, before, when the games would start, they would do like a, a flyby of the stadium and then they would show uh, attendees of the game going through the turnstile and then maybe they would cut to like whether it be Allen Iverson walking through um, or Rasheed Wallace entering the arena or whomever it was um, you know so uh, that was the only time you'd ever see style anywhere with sports and I just started and I'm just going to use a hypothetical example you know like what was Rob Gronkowski uh, wearing when he was going to the gym uh, this member again was bunch of years ago and as you know amazing as he is he was beyond one of the most relevant sports stars him Brady you know, and you know Brady still is of course <laughs> um but uh yeah um I just saw like uh it wasn't being covered the way I um I mean media to fashion that's a huge shift like you yeah. so you went from thinking that you guys were going to like produce content and then turned around and said you know what there's actually a market for fashion i'll do that instead i mean like that that's a crazy turnaround what do you mean from like uh to uh start as a media company or to change it to a yeah to start as a media company and then pivot to go to fashion yeah well we definitely well we oh when we started as a media company it, it was always style focused uh blended in with those categories um and what happened was we led to excuse me that led to collaborations with emerging designers and uh those started gaining a good amount of traction uh and getting a good amount of or decent amount of press i guess um and they eventually led to full capsule collections uh and then which was a huge blessing uh nas approached me to uh was obviously a legend uh to do a clothing line that he still has to this day uh called history uh, we launched it together um, for the first season. Uh, we were partners, and we did everything from helping them with the name, the logo, the LLC, um, <laughs> uh, manufacturing process. Uh, Nas was very helpful with um, helping me co-design initially uh, before we went to manufacture. Um, you know, he was actually helpful with the marketing, but we definitely handled um, a, a nice amount of work there. And then uh, we got approached. Actually, I was at an event for Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week. Uh, it was still at Bryant Park. Um, and somebody had saw, well, actually, it was, a, again, the Nas thing was an enormous blessing. So it was my first, I guess, true, true, true viral moment. And it sort of went to all the publications um, and beyond. We got even covers and magazines. So yeah. It was cool. Um, and... Uh, some people saw it, I guess, which was even though I should probably think that someone would see it if it was in all these places, but I, I never think that way. So I was at uh, a Mercedes-Benz event uh, for Fashion Week and someone was like, hey, I saw your uh, you know, clothes with Nas. It looks amazing. And they're like, you know, do you do anything of your, you know, just your own line? And uh, kind of stupidly, I was just like, Oh yeah, as a matter of fact, I do. You gotta check it out. It's on my phone. And they're like, Oh yeah, I would love to see it. So I just handed them my phone, let them scroll through it, you know. Um, and 
they just were like, you know, we're looking for a designer um, to open Fashion Week. Uh, even though it's at Bryant Park, we have Hudson Hotel the night before it opens. You know, would you like to open Fashion Week? Like, I, I didn't, you know, obviously, I was a little surprised, but I was like, as a matter of fact, I would. <laughs> so um, just because I figured, you know, if I ever were to do it, right, that was the platform, of course, once in a lifetime moment. Worst comes to worst, I would never string anyone along if I, you know, digested it and a few days later thought it was, you know, out of control to pull off, even though it was a tight window. Um, I could have always said no, you know, and said, sorry, I think it was a little too ambitious. But no, I mean, I'm not, that's not my mentality whatsoever. Yeah. So um, I try to seize the moment. So that's how the grungy gentleman was sort of born, right? Uh, from the design perspective, perspective, 100%, yes. And and now, Grinchy Gentleman really focuses, like your guy's big hashtag is Six Stripes, where you incorporate that into just about every single one of your designs. So that is essentially your brand. So how important is it to instill that into your brand and your clothing and sort of that branding aspect in other people's fashion? Uh, well, sure. I definitely think it's important for um, brands to have some kind of recognition with the consumer. Um, you know, it's interesting. I'm a person that isn't so logo heavy and doesn't like logos that much. However, the consumer a lot of times does say, um, especially when they make, you know, a sizable purchase, they kind of want to show to their friends what they wear. So, um, you know, because I'm conscious of that, um, I've sort of made a non-logo be our signature and that be the way to, excuse me, for the consumer to connect and realize it's grungy gentlemen and let them flex and do everything like that. Yeah. But, um, no, but actually it was an amazing, uh, or excuse me, it was an interesting story how actually the stripes even came about. Uh, most people don't know, but it stands for G-R-U-N-G-Y, six stripes, six letters. Um, but, um, I was, uh, working with, uh, at the time Mitchell and Ness and, uh, now my buddy Vic, who was there at the time is working with New Era, who I currently work with. And, um, we were designing some stuff and we, I wanted to see, um, how, just how different sides and even thickness of stripes, uh, played on different types of garments. So like, think like bomber jackets. I wanted to see how it would look on like a bicep and like an edge of a sleeve. Um, same thing with like a crew neck, a hoodie, sweatpants, t-shirts. And what I found was once I started thinning out uh, the lines, um, it sort of really read lux luxury. And that's exactly what I wanted to always accomplish, which was sticking to my roots of, um, you know, be sort of elevated sportswear. Now people call it athletic tailoring. Um, I feel like uh, what we do truly is athletic tailoring. Um, so, yeah. Listen, you just mentioned Mitchell and Ness, New Era. I mean, for those of you that aren't familiar, I mean, I have loved seeing the evolution of Grungy Gentlemen, just even from the moment that we met years ago. I know that you are slowly working with these guys, but I mean, now you work with MLB, you are inside the Yankees, the Mets um, locker room. You know, you have these big brands that you're working with. How important is it to be partnering up with these big names like the NBA? 
well, each one of those that you named individually is a giant blessing. Um, and it's not necessarily that easy. Um, how I work with some of the, uh, excuse me, different, well, there were different entities that you named. Uh, each partnership is different and unique. Um, sometimes I work uh, on local license deals, which is stadium specific assortments of product um, that it's only allowed to be sold within the uh, perimeter of the arena or stadium, not online, nowhere else. Uh, and that definitely gives um, a consumer a reason to go to that space. Uh, and that's powerful. And also, um, it's, you know, of course, a lot of target market on who would buy it because obviously there's just a million fans, you know, there's a bunch of fans in the stadium. So it's perfect. Um, then there's different assortments. Um, that are more nationwide runs that we partner with league licensees on, uh, like New Era. And our product has been available on their website. Um, ours, uh, it's been available at Lid Stores and their site, and same with Foot Action, et cetera. Is it like really important for your brand, do you think, to be? Because I mean, do you think that your brand would have been as big as it is today had you not had some of these big partnerships? Uh, well, the partnerships are like i said you know an absolute blessing i mean it's you know it's hard to put into words and also you don't really need to say much you know when you're working with um you know a bunch of mm -hmm. yeah the big dogs that. totally yeah, one so. thing i think from a creative perspective that i'm curious about is i know only from working from the nfl that sometimes when you have working with outside companies Sometimes it can be tough to exactly um, do what the league wants. I say like the league because that's sort of the mentality that we have. Do you feel like maybe at times you had to be less creative or some of the things you wanted to do were sacrificed um, during the process while you were working with them? Well, uh, with any license, this has nothing to do with sports. Uh, there's definitely always rules and definitely uh, – somewhat corporate structure that you're dealing with. But um, I'm, maybe when I was younger in my uh, career, I would get a little bit more sensitive. Um, but now I really just, you know, just want the best result for everyone. So yeah. as a law, I mean, don't get me wrong. My creativity is my passion and that's what fuels me. That's what makes me wake up, you know, early in the morning and makes me uh, work till whenever I hit the pillow. So, um, that is important. If there was none allowed, I probably wouldn't be partnering because it wouldn't be a true collaboration. Um, but I am lucky in the sense that, um, and it's probably, this has matured a little bit as my company has um, been around a little bit longer, but um, generally when companies hire me, they kind of are hiring me for that type of expertise a little bit, you know what I'm saying? So uh, generally we're hashing out a little bit of that stuff in the beginning. So I kind of get a temperature check just like they do as well. If this would be a good fit for everyone involved from like the jump, do things change? Of course. Um, but you know, business is all about problem solving. Um, and this extends way beyond licensing, of course. Um, and as long as you um, really attempt to do your best at actually being a constructive problem solver and looking at things from all ends, you'll be in a decent space, you know, with whoever yeah. you're working with. I know when we got together, you told me uh, this amazing story about how you started this partnership with Pendleton, 
for most people that don't know Pendleton, um, they're a like a blankets and like woolen company. And I mean, we've been talking about sports and sports related companies, and then you throw out Pendleton, and those are like two totally different types of brands. Um, for those people, I know that there's a lot of people, a lot of social media brands, companies that strategically plan their partnerships. Mm-hmm. In your mind, was it important to get two drastically different companies? Uh, well, we definitely work uh, in the fashion space and the sports space. Um, although sports actually led me uh, to discover Pendleton, and Pendleton's a woolen mill uh, company. They actually produce the fabric uh, itself, and they also supply fabric for other people. Aside from having so an array of products from clothing to home to, I mean, it's the I have product right next to me and my. Uh, everywhere. I love Pendleton. Uh, but the reason how I found them actually is, uh, I don't know how great I am, but I love skiing. Um, and through my travel um, to some amazing uh, ski locations, uh, Pendleton happened to be in uh, a ton of the hotels. Um, and I got familiar. Uh, I started responding and uh, to like uh, press previews. And wanted to develop a relationship because it was it would be like an honor of course um i wanted to work with them like any ambitious uh probably young designer would um i asked them four times um to work with me and at some instances tried to be compelling uh they did not work um they said no each time uh i saw another email months later maybe almost close to a year later uh, again, that they were going to be in town. They have some people who are local in New York, but uh, a lot of people work in their corporate office. So they were going to be in New York and they were doing a press preview. And I figured, you know, why don't I stop by? The worst thing they could do is say no again. And, um, you know, I to be transparent, definitely saying for myself, I poured my heart on the table um, to the maximum <laughs> for sure. And they said yes. And it was so rewarding um, because I've been told no a bunch and I'm such a fan of the brand and it's real. So um, that is, you know, that was a really cool moment. uh, So it almost like doesn't matter the fact that you're doing so much in sports and you're just like, I just want to work with this company. Oh, I mean, I I think I am. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sports is my main interest in life. Um, I, since I'm a kid, um, and, but I think every person, whether you're male, female, everyone has tons of interests, you know what I'm saying? And um, sometimes, just like when you wake up and you put on different outfits uh, for the day, it's because you have different moods or different different things to do, right? So, you know, some days you might be more gym-focused, some day you might be more work-focused, some you might be casual, um, and it's the same thing. Yeah. So when you have these agreements with all these different companies, as I have to ask, I mean, it's different from grungy gentlemen because you want to show off all the amazing things, amazing collabs and fashion shows and those types of things that you do. But from like a publicity side, do you, is it in the agreement that maybe they're going to do some like posting or show off or like what sort of publicity things do you guys come with um, or come to an agreement with, with your partnerships? Well, there's so many different partnerships. A lot of times social media is addressed uh, from both sides. Um, sometimes I know that brands are going to be, um, are going to support. And other times I know that I'm going to have to pick up a little bit of the heavy lifting and plan for that. Um, 
but generally I like to know going into that. Um, and that always usually is laid out. A lot of times uh, brands, and this goes different from the sports company, just in general, um, want to work with us for our, I guess, network because people like our clothes for whatever reason. I'm very thankful for that. Um, and Come on, they're uh, amazing. You're you. just being modest. Uh, thank you. And um, yeah, so I mean, that's I don't know how to really answer that. So. Yeah, no, I mean, you do have this network. You have amazing people. I, was it Robinson Cano that had, you guys had the amazing photo shoot with? And- yeah, okay. So like, for instance, that yeah. type of situation, I would never, so like, for instance, on situations where it's like people I'm friendly with, I'm working with or whatever, I'm not going to be like, yo, if if I if you wear our clothes for the shoot, are you going to post? That's just not my style. Um, if it's a company like situation where we're entering a partnership and there's sales goals that need to be met and stuff like that, then of course I need to know every single um, which way what we're doing. But um, if it's something for our company and it's strictly marketing and we're using my friends in that instances, uh, hopefully, I mean, you know, they, they like the end result so much that they want to post it. And generally we're lucky that that happens. Yeah. I was just going to say, so, so basically what you still do is even though you don't ask them, you still give it to them. The, obviously you still show them the end results of whatever marketing. No. So basically, so in that, in that instance, uh, like, you know, he, uh, modeled our clothes, right? So when we gave him the photos and videos, hopefully he thought he looked good in it. You know what I'm saying? And if he does, he's going to post it. But like, there was no, like, you need to do this or you need to do that. I would never pressure anyone to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So from your perspective, how does social media fall into maybe your whole business model with grungy gentlemen? Well, it's the way to connect to your customer, right? So, um, you know, there's a lot that happens. First of all, in my opinion, uh, if we're going to talk specifically social media or something like Instagram, uh, that is your resume, right? So, uh, or your visual resume, at least, um, at least to the consumer. And in a lot of times brands as well, you know, you'll send them PDFs, you'll do, and I definitely do that. And then you'll find them that they're on your social still. So, um, but yeah, um, there, it's a way to create an authentic communi- uh, excuse me, an authentic conversation uh, with your audience. Uh, it's a way to release things, announce things. Um, you know, wh- uh, a good example, we have a runway show coming up. You know, I generally like to see what we have, like maybe for 24 hours before I put something out. But, you know, that's, you know, of course, there's definitely people in the venue that day and there's people sharing stuff and people see things. But that's how it's, you know, at least initially, uh, whether or maybe through a press publication, but a lot of the time that's how people are finding out about it. So your messaging is important. But it's interesting. So maybe I'm going to use that example because I know you have it. It's on, it's the fifth, right? Yeah, yeah, the fifth. And, but some people, they almost do, I won't say the opposite where they're building up, right? And maybe this isn't your philosophy or, you know, for let's say the Super Bowl, the NFL or those types of accounts, they're posting a countdown. They're posting content to get you hyped there. But you are almost like, I won't say the opposite. You're like, I'm going to post something right before and that's, and then let everything speak for itself. Right? A little bit. So like this season, I've been showing on our stories a little bit uh, more of like the process of me actually being in the manufacturer 
all day long and all night long, which is extremely real. Um, so, but it's been cool. Like uh, I randomly, which I've never done before, I've showed people exactly how to uh, create buttonholes to actually put buttons, construct zippers, cut things with patterns on tables. I've really been giving people an inside look because um, this way when the clothes come out, maybe they'll feel like more of a connection to it, which is something that the power of social media can definitely create. Um, so, gen but generally, uh, what I've done in the past is um, I just do like this thing where I uh, do like a selfie style video or celebrity or whatever is walking in our show. And um, basically, uh, we'll say like runway show, New York City, uh, excuse me, runway show somewhere in New York City tomorrow. And then the video ends. And, and that's it. And then the hype begins. Interested. <laughs> right? Well, well I mean, that's how consumers work. They always want to, you know, sort of, or see things that they're not supposed to or go to places they're not, it's a little bit harder to do whatever. But the real reason why we don't do that is because I generally, like if our social media, if we made it public, um, it just, we wouldn't be able to fit people capacity wise. That's the real reason why I do Yeah. So when we were hanging out last week, um, we, you kind of touched on this, but I actually want to go a little bit more in depth and don't, don't get scared. Um, you said something to me about how everyone is moving. Everyone is kind of moving to be an online presence, but you're not. And you're, um, I, I didn't know exactly, but I know that you said that everyone's kind of moving that way, but you're still, you're not going to go that route. Totally. At least. Well, I mean, I, what I was saying is, is that, um, I think social media is extremely important, but you need to, uh, really obviously have your full grasp on all facets of your business beyond social media at one point like if you're putting a hundred percent of your effort and attention into social media um that's great and you might see great returns um however um i think there's other things as well that shouldn't be left behind um because there's gonna be a time and play time when maybe Instagram won't be the most popular platform or maybe something shifts or, you know, I don't know. But um, if you look at sort of uh, a, a timeline of just all social media um, and just see, you know, what has been uh, popular, what has faded out and, you know, it's been a lot of movement actually. So, um, and Instagram has been king for a minute and uh, generally what happens in this country is, you know, you know, it's, it's, you know, things will be competitive and people will be on to the next. So. And I, the Kings I, fall I, eventually. I mean, I still think that, you know, uh, Instagram and Facebook will be around and I do think you need to pay plenty of attention. I think their rollout of Instagram TV, uh, and being able to, um, profit off advertising off that, which will be coming soon. Plus also now being able to, shop without leaving the app uh, amongst plenty of other things that they're doing is going to really increase their longevity. Um, so like I said, I definitely spend time on Instagram uh, planning about it. Um, but it's not my complete focus. There's times where, you know, other needs of my company needs to be addressed. Um, and that's what the focus needs to shift to a little bit. And sometimes we keep, we, you know, I'll, take my eye off the ball a little bit, but it always drifts back because it's that important.
Yeah. So you haven't really adopted any part of your business model to accommodate for, let's say, Instagram or like shop Instagram? Uh, yes. Well, we have done that uh, recently. So I'm starting to real. well, I was very fortunate. Uh, I went to Instagram, uh, their offices. I went four, four times um, for a sort of like seminar where uh, they had what they deemed, which were uh, very important people in fashion. I was definitely probably mistakenly invited, but um, it was wonderful. They had like amazing panels and usually those things are boring, but these were not. These They had the right people. It, it was unbelievable. Uh, it was like five, six hours each session, four different days, um, learning about different focus each time. And, but like, it wasn't boring. It was riveting from the beginning to the end. I guess I shouldn't be surprised and no one should be that Instagram did it right. Um, so I've learned a lot and I've started a personal account uh, since because they've pushed me in that direction a little bit, which they were right about. Um, and uh, I constantly listen to them. In fact, they uh, recently told me for my runway show, how come you don't have an Instagram filter? So Woo. Uh, uh, we, we made one and it's on my phone already. <laughs> what was it'll, some of it? It'll be available on the 5th though. It'll be available oh. for a show. Well, we're going to have to, I'm going to have to try it for sure. And yeah. let everybody know. What is someone I like <laughs> for someone that is one, not necessarily like I'm so happy for you because that is such an honor to be able to, to go. And what is something that maybe, you are willing to share that is like a little tidbit that you learned that can be applicable to other people's brands. Hmm. Um, there's two things. One, I don't know if I learned this as much, but how eloquent they were about the reasoning why made me change about comment moderation. Um, you know, there's different things within the algorithm that will help. Um, your post be visible, but actually what really made me say, okay, I'm going to respond to everyone is because they just said like, you know, it's really not much and it could make someone's day. And like what happened was when I started responding to everyone, I realized in some instances, of course, some people didn't care, but like, you know, some people did. And I was like, Hmm, if it's that easy to be nice, let's be nice. And in some instances, because I started that approach, I've learned things from people. People have sent me things, um, connected me with people. Um, just they feel more a part of maybe the journey with you. And um, that's like the I, whole point of social media. It's connecting yeah, people, you know? Yeah, you need to be nice, so why not? Yeah. Um, I had one question. Is kind of This is kind of off track of kind of all of the way we were going. I wanted to circle back. Because one of the biggest things that Grungy Gentleman has done the past year has, has been this awesome collaboration with Samsung. Um, and it was, Jace, correct me if I'm wrong, you could basically take a picture in your Samsung watch of what you're wearing and then it morphs. Yes. It generates a watch face uh, options, actually, like eight options. It's incredible. Based off of like whatever picture you're taking, whether it's a rug, the floor, a wall, anything um it generates watch faces based off that we did some custom ones which was cool um for them and uh, we paired uh the watches with our clothes in our recent clothing release um so that was really special and like you said robinson cano and 
uh, also Kevin Knox, the New York Knicks, uh, were our campaign models for it. We got to shoot them at their home, which was awesome too, because just in just like in any, we didn't. Well, it it was even better than we thought because, um, as far as the watch goes, in general, people always, I guess, interact differently when they're in a very comfortable environment. So the things that they were doing were very, what's the word like? I don't even say authentic. It was like they weren't even thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? Because they were yeah. home, like, like you know, like let's say they were breaking for a second because we needed to set up lighting for a different shot. They're sitting on the couch at their at their plate. It's not like they're in like foreign territory. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, that was really cool. Um, I'm very proud of that project. We got some really good uh, traction with that, and hopefully, we'll be working with them again. Yeah. What has been because you've got to work with so many cool people and brands. Um, like we met on uh, a fashion shoot. It was like a, an NFL shoot um, for the NFL shop with Von Miller and Todd Gurley right after Von Miller won the Super Bowl MVP. Um, what's been one of your like most fun experiences with grungy gentlemen? That's a real tough one. Um, I might have to do a little bit of a list. Uh, yeah, so I was a stylist for the NFL for close to four years. Um, that shoot was amazing. Uh, that day specifically, it was really cool because my brother Skylar got to visit us. Uh, we had a quite a big trail, couple trailers actually, and um, full wardrobe in, full hair makeup, and we actually were moving locations. We shot uh, Todd Gurley for his first ever real NFL photo shoot. You know, now he's a huge star. I knew everyone knew he was going to be a star out of Georgia, but uh, he was a little bit more green at the time. Uh, I remember, I mean, I remember he, we were in at Hollywood, like right in front of the Chinese theater and we were helping him hold up like a portable changing room. That way you guys could change the looks right on Hollywood and Highland. Yeah, we've actually remained close uh, since then. And um, Todd was perfect. My vision initially, Future was the hottest musician in the industry at the time. And Todd with his hair, when we were picking out subjects, I just thought with like a felt fedora for one of the looks, just would be very cool. Um, and he crushed it. Uh, and now that was so nice on, on it. But it was cool because he was experiencing things that were different and new. I mean, it was serious. We definitely had him in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which you mentioned. We rented a double-decker bus, and, we, and it was only him. Uh, and we had him on the top of it, basically driving through L.A., feeling like he's, you know, the king of the world, plus plenty of other locations that were amazing. Um, Vaughn, too. I mean, we did so many really cool things with him. I remember we had this rooftop that was like almost a movie set within its mm -hmm. own 12 different areas to shoot that everything looked different uh looked like once like a taco spot it was really cool um but anyways so that was of course special um working with the knicks at madison square garden uh, and the rangers was special working with the yankees and the mets uh at yankee stadium in city field was like mind-blowing i mean my goodness uh i mean just you know obviously as far as like sports apparel and accessories, you know, the Yankee logo is just, you know, the most recognizable symbol. Uh, it, I would like to say maybe in the world, I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but I, I would think that. No, I, I think, think you're, I think that's a valid, it's a, it's a good, like, you know, having a beer sports argument, but I, I can't think of a more iconic logo in all of sports. 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like that logo has almost transcended sports. It almost means that I'm a New Yorker, you know, uh, when you wear that and people wear it very proudly. Um, so that was special, of course. Um, and, you know, partnering with New Era throughout that was just, you know, obviously incredible. Um, there are so many partnerships. You know, I, I'm a New Yorker, so obviously I've been in boots since I was a kid. Um, we've partnered with Timberland. That was, you know. Hey, you just, saw me wearing Timberlands when I came over. I am obsessed with mine. Yes, giant blessing. Um, you know, we did some work with NBA 2K recently. Um, I'm a huge fan of the game. Uh, my nerd side is coming out heavy. Um, but really, though, their impact on the culture and just um, the video game industry, sports industry, has just been incredible. All the, you know, a lot of the credit goes to Ronnie. Uh, who's a good friend of mine. It's really grown that entity to, I mean, heights that nobody could have ever thought of. They have their own league for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's actually each like individual team has their own esports team and the kids live together and they get paid. It's, it's legit. So um, actually one of my friends, Jerry Ferrara uh, is a part owner in the Knicks uh, gaming. So it's serious. Um, so yeah, kudos to them for sure. Um, but I've got to work with a bunch of uh, cool companies. I'm sure I'm forgetting quite a few. And I, I know you've had, I'm so, I've loved to see you grow. And I know um, I'm happy you have your own personal brand is Jace Lipstein, right? At Jace Lipstein? Uh, no, Grungy Gentleman is sort of the, uh, oh, excuse me, my personal Your personal brand? one, yeah. Oh, I don't even consider that a brand. I'm sorry. Yeah, my personal account is just my name. No, Jace no, Lipstein. you are a brand. Always know that. And I think, I mean, you, if anybody, you've created, so me and him, we would talk all the time on, um, I'd message him and, and that's how we would connect. And then when we got together, it's like, oh, I started my own personal Instagram. Like, don't get me wrong, man. You yourself, you are your own brand too. Don't forget that. Thank you. Thank you. Because that. Uh, yeah. So Jace Lipstein there. <laughs> yeah. See, I had, I had to give a shout out. You just, you just like reinvigorated it, I would say, you know, you. Um, I know this is a big week. I'm super proud and I love seeing Grungy Gentlemen had grown um, your fashion. So if, if anyone at home or not in LA wants to keep up with um, the fashion shoot on uh, or like your fashion week show on Wednesday, what, what can they do? Question. Uh, well, uh, we'll definitely be posting on social media. Uh, we have a concept that we learned from Instagram that I can't mention that goes along with our filter that we'll be doing. That'll be very cutting edge. Teaser. I can't wait. Uh, Outside of, the, go teaser, ahead. the teaser is, is that you'll be seeing a lot of the action uh, if you're not able to attend. Um, obviously, nothing's like being there, of course, but uh, being able to sort of create that experience and share it with people because we work very very hard on it uh, it's kind of cool yeah so outside of fashion week anything big outside of uh this week anything big that we can see from you or grungy yeah uh hopefully something with all-star weekend on uh, the next two Ooh. weeks I, it's hard to look outside this week just because i know i'm whatever uh so focused on it like on monday though we have a billboard in times square so if you're driving by check it out um robinson cano is on it so that's pretty cool that's um, amazing yeah 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 it's on 42nd and 7th and 8th so it's right in the middle of the mix um 
then uh, you know what I'm looking forward to? I'm looking forward to some sleep. <laughs> um, but uh, no, no, it's going to be really exciting because, like, you know, then we get the photos and the videos and all of our hard work, and, you know, then we'll roll into All-Star. And, you know, uh, hopefully at one point um, I'll go skiing and check out some new Pendleton stuff along my travels, like I said. So, And then also travel to L.A. and we can have some drinks and stuff here too. That sounds good. <laughs> Jace, thank you so much for coming on. Of I'm so course. super excited. Um, and for those of you guys, make sure to check out Grungy Gentleman and also Jace Lipstein. So since we met on the NFL, I want to end it on this. So it's Sunday before the Super Bowl. So make your prediction. Ooh. Um, for those of well, those of you, this podcast is going to come out after Super Bowl, but I do think yeah, that's how people are going to know if you're right or wrong. I'm I know. Well, I, I mean, I could edit it out, but I'm not going to. I do think. <laughs> um, I I had always thought that the NFL at times was predictable, where you always knew that Tom Brady and was going to always be there. But I thought that the Chiefs was supposed to win it last year. I thought they got robbed by Brady, and I think that the Chiefs are going to win it this year. I don't think Andy Reid is going to skip a chance to actually get a ring this time. And I just don't think Jimmy Garoppolo scares me at all. Got it. How about you? You know, I actually, which I know sounds crazy because I'm obsessed with sports. And, of course, I watch the NFC and AFC Championship and everything. I I probably got lost in my own stuff where I didn't really like think about who, who some people even ask me, who do you want to win? And I'm just like, it's going to be a good game. I don't really even know who I want to win. I, I just want a good game at the end of the day. Right. Yes. Um, but if I have to think about it now, cause I don't want to be a cop out. Um, I feel similar to you. Um, I do feel that San Francisco has, an incredible offense and defense. I think a lot of these guys though, it's the first time they're on a big stage like this. Mm -hmm. So that'll be interesting, but sometimes you can be almost too naive to be, feel the pressure. So I'm interested to see that. I think if we'll know within two minutes, if San Francisco shows up, I think that Kansas city is very fast. They have a lot to slow down, even though San Francisco's D is good. Um, I do think though, uh, KC's defense does have to show up to a certain degree. If they do, then I do have KC winning too. So I guess 100%. I I've been so surprised by San Francisco's defense, and it comes down to the Chiefs' defense, I think. By the way, every single time I think that San Francisco might not show up, they're blowing teams out. So who the hell knows? And that's why I think actually the ratings will be decent this year because um, a lot of people really just don't know who's going to win, which is kind of cool. That should be how a Super Bowl really is, you know? Exactly. Totally. That's how championships should be. All right. We'll see. All right. Thanks. It was great talking to you. And uh, hopefully people uh, check out our collection and think it doesn't stink. Check it out on Grungy Gentleman. Uh, Instagram. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of Social Media Unlocked. Please take a moment to review this podcast in the iTunes store. If you want to learn more about me and my social media experience, go to www.heather.pink or find me on Instagram at heatherpink27. And if you're looking for help in creating a social media department or building a social media brand, my consulting agency Pink Deer is here to help. Visit www.pinkdeerllc.com for more info.